It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And here we are, folks. Good afternoon, friends and listeners of Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I guess it would help if I turned my camera on myself. Hello. Hey, how you doing there? There we go. Got a lot of things in the air right now. I want to make sure we do it all right. Of course, are you ready for another local and live show here on the Guadalupe Radio Network? Woo! I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fired up today. But I'm flying solo today. Uh, Julie had something she needed to attend to, and uh, I'm looking forward to having her back. Ah, you know what? We're off next week, um, uh, observing All Saints Day and, of course, wonderful All Souls Day. Um, so we'll be back the week after that. So lots of prayers for you all, and uh, please keep us in your prayers as well. Um, I want to get to praying right away. Uh, and you know what? We prayed this prayer last week, and uh, I found it so powerful. I actually had a few people comment about it as well. So I thought I'd pray it again. I'd like to offer it for you all. So please uh, pray with me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, our Father, you have given us life and intended us to have it forever. Make us aware and renew our conviction that all human life is sacred because it is created in your image and likeness. Give us the knowledge and compassion to teach by word and example the preciousness of every single human life. Give us the strength to defend human life against every influence or action that threatens or weakens it. When an unborn child is described as a burden or as a possession to keep or to discard, depending on convenience or circumstance, help us to speak the truth that every unborn child was willed into existence by God and therefore has a right to life. Give us the grace to proclaim that no one ever has the authority to destroy it. Almighty Father, give us courage to proclaim the supreme dignity of all human life and to demand that it be protected and cherished from conception to natural death. Amen. We ask this in Jesus' name. St. Anthony de Padua, pray for us. Our Lady Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, you probably know what I'm going to ask you next. Have you voted? If not, why not? Why not? Uh, why haven't you got there? I understand that we're already at the level of early voting that took place at the last general election like this. So we're, the numbers are really going well. And if you can make it out there before, um, I think some people have some, some comments about voting the day of or, or earlier voting. But if you can make it out there, please Get on out there and vote. And the reason I'm mentioning vote because it's very, very important, as it is every year. But, you know, up till now, this is probably the most important election out there. And I love it because EWTN has been, been airing uh, uh, different shows, whether on TV or on radio or both, uh, providing you with, with some wonderful resources to help you to form your conscience so then you can go out and vote your conscience. And I forget the catechism reference, and I've said that before. I need to just find it, 22-something. Um, that uh, you should, uh, Catholic, Catholics have a moral obligation to vote, but vote with a formed and informed conscience. And uh, the wonderful resource that EW10 put out there, the Theology Roundtable, two Fridays ago? Is it two? Yeah, two Fridays ago. With Father Robert Spitzer, Colin Donovan, 
and and uh, Father Mitch Pacwa with uh, Doug Keck, I believe, was moderating it. Uh, what a great show! They've actually played it several times, um, and I wanted to make sure and touch on it. Uh, we're going to play the, the last uh, little bit of audio for it, but uh, let, 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 let's, Mario, can you play that audio again? This is the end, and and you can catch this on Open Line. Uh, segment or, or podcast uh, on EW10 or send us an email uh, here at Guadalupe Radio and I'll get that audio for you. But Mario, can you play that for us? Oh, well, I would say, uh, first of all, you do have to consider all the issues that we talked about today, that abortion is a non-negotiable issue on every level, that there is not an equal weighting of moral issues either in the Catholic Church or according to any rational criterion whatsoever, that the right to life is always the most important, the most fundamental uh, moral value, as well as the most fundamental right, uh, according to our founding fathers, all the way down to the present. This cannot be you know, uh, negotiated. The third thing that I would say is that the misinterpretations of the seamless garment, the idea that we could just take a whole bunch of other issues and say, see, I've got eight other issues uh, you know, for this candidate, and I only have just this one non-negotiable issue for this candidate. I guess I'll vote for the one that has the eight issues. It doesn't work like that. The church doesn't teach that it works like that. If you read the bishop's uh, uh, you know, uh, um, voting pamphlet, very carefully, EWTN's voting pamphlet very carefully, you'll see that it doesn't work like that. We have to vote first and foremost for the non-negotiable, for the against the intrinsic evil. Pro-life must be what we do. Father Mitch. I just would say that we also have to keep in mind other essential issues like marriage. The abortion flows from a lack of concept of family and marriage, and this is a major problem in our family, in our culture. Let's also work to build that up. Where do we find pro-family folks? This is going to be also key. And that's under attack as well, as we know. Very much. And it also involves the religious freedom because in defending abortion, they have coerced the idea of law and even of the First Amendment to think that, well, keep it private, as you said, uh, that we have a freedom to of, of worshiping, but not a, uh, not a freedom of exercising the religion in the public square. And so that is also those three values. So I think it's very important to keep all of those in mind when voting, because on the basis of those, all the other others will fall, right. uh, whereas the reverse is not going to happen. Very good. Thank you. We are just out of time. Wonderful panel, Father Robert Spitzer. Father Mitch Pacwa, of course, Colin Donovan, our VP of Theology, and we leave you with some words of wisdom from our foundress. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so should you vote? Oh, yes, you should. Does it matter who we vote for? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to vote for candidates. I vote for life, for life. I vote for life because it's an abomination to God, the culture of death, an abomination to God, the culture of death. 
and I vote for death. I vote for life. If we don't stand for the principles of God, you will be next because you're getting too old. You take up too much time in medicine. Yeah. The culture of death is hard, unbending. It is without love, without compassion, without hope. It's the blackest pit. It's nothing. Nothing. But darkness. I cannot vote for that. I cannot vote for that. So, again, I did mention at the beginning, get out and vote. Uh, This is a very serious issue. It's a very serious, very important vote. And I love how there at the beginning, um, Father Robert Spitzer mentioned that there's not an equal weighing of moral issues in the Catholic Church. Uh, Waiting, I should say. Um, The right to life is always the most important fundamental moral value and well uh, as well as as the most fundamental right according to our founding fathers all the way down to the present the teaching of the church hasn't changed um and of course it never will on on this issue this issue uh cannot be negotiated um you know you've heard a lot of the these top five non-negotiables, and I believe there's there's uh, other non-negotiables as well, but there are some that are negotiable, and we need to remember that. Uh, there's things like uh, health insurance, um, taxes, uh, immigration. Um, I'm not sure of some of the other issues right now, but of course life is a non-negotiable issue. Uh, uh, marriage between one man and one woman uh, is non-negotiable. Uh, of course, there's uh, embryonic stem cell research, which isn't too much in the limelight right now. Human cloning, which is not too much in the limelight right now. And uh, the other one escapes me right now. But still, uh, we need to make sure that the candidates that you vote for um, promote uh, the wonderful things that we stand for as Catholic Christians out there. Our religious liberty, you know, that's a right that we need to continue to focus on as well, Conan Donovan mentioned, you know, those three uh, issues uh, as very fundamental that the others build upon. And if we don't get those right, how can we get the others? Uh, there are a lot of people out there uh, that have a lot of organizations that have put together uh, faithful Catholic voters guides. Um, I know there's a lot of candidates out there and they have a lot of different positions. I'm never telling you. Uh, to vote straight party because you need to look at either every individual candidate and then what they represent. Um, just because they represent one party or another doesn't mean that they have consistently voted along their party lines. So please look at the faithful Catholic groups that are out there that have that have put these together. Of course, I don't believe I can mention that here on the air. On the air, who they are, but I'm sure you can find them uh, because they do they do exist. Uh, if you don't, most people out there don't have the time to go through every single election race and vote for specific candidates 
and learn all about that information. But look up these wonderful uh, voters' guides that are available. And I love how Mother Angelica finished that off as well. How she had to vote for life. Remember that specific uh, uh, element there, voting for life. Uh, Mario, I know we're going to be um, airing the, the Rosary Novena. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. When is it going to air? How long will we air it for? It's going to start today and it will end uh, November, uh, the actual election day, November 3rd. I believe. Yeah, November yeah. 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start today after the chaplet. If you join us, we're going to be airing uh, Julie Carrick's Rosary, the Rosary for America. Uh, so today we'll start off with the, uh, the Joyful Mysteries. And we'll play that after the chaplet for Divine Mercy. Also, um, Joe McLean and Dave Palmer, our host of GRN Live on Mon- Monday and Friday, recorded a special GRN Voting Your Conscience show with special guest Father Joseph Mary Wolf of uh, oh, EWTN. Cool. So that's going to be airing this week, and we're going to be preempting se- uh, several shows, if I could get the, the times here. Today will be at 5 p.m., and tomorrow will be at 8, 8 a.m. in the morning. Thursday will be playing it at noon, Friday at 5, and then Saturday at 8 a.m. So those are the times we'll be playing. It's it's a show they recorded, and it's along the lines of the, the one EWTN did. Um, they're basing it, I listened to a little bit of it uh, when I was editing it, and they're basing it off a homily Father Joseph gave, I believe, um, two Sundays ago, I'm not sure. Oh, Some, something like that, cool. but but yeah, they they talk about it and they talk about the issues. Also, EWTN's guide. If you want more information on voting, uh, your conscience, EWTN.com forward slash vote, and it's uh, it's their whole voting guide. You can I'm going to mention it right now. You, you, can, you can download. <laughs> you can download uh, a. Uh, you just put in your email address, and they'll send you a PDF form of. Uh, uh, of uh, voting, uh, voter's guide, uh, voting your conscience. Right. You know, so uh, all that good stuff. So again, Rose, the, Rose, the Rosary Novena begins today after the chaplet up until November 3rd. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, the document or the, the, the site that uh, Marty is referencing, uh, a brief catechism for Catholic voters. Um, and I love it because, you know, at least the first few points, actually all the points, but I may, I may not have the time to get to them all. So let me tell you, let me pause right there because I know we've got... Uh, Abby Johnson today. Didn't want to interrupt you, but on that uh, website, if you scroll down to the bottom, they do have an audio library, and they have that whole show open of the open line show that, that little snippet. It's at the bottom of the of the main page. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, for folks, ew10.com, and I'm sure you can search or just do a search on your browser for it, and it'll come right up. Uh, but I love how it hits points that are really, really clear. For example, the point number one isn't conscience the same as my own opinions and feelings. And doesn't everyone have the right to his or her own, own conscience? His or her own conscience, yeah. Of course, I love how the response is, conscience is not the same as your opinion or feelings. Conscience cannot be identical with your feelings because conscience is the activity of your intellect in judging the rightness or wrongness of your actions or omissions, past, present, or future, while your feelings come from another part of your soul and should be governed by your intellect and will. Conscience is not identical with your opinions because your intellect bases its judgment upon natural moral law, which is inherent in your human nature and is identical with the Ten Commandments. Unlike the civil laws made by legislators or the opinions that you hold, the natural moral law is not anything that you invent, but rather discover within yourself and is the governing norm of your conscience. In short, conscience is the voice of truth within you. 
and your opinions need to be in harmony with that truth. As a Catholic, you have the benefit of the Church's teaching authority or magisterium endowed upon her by Jesus Christ. The magisterium assists you and all people of goodwill in understanding the natural moral law as it relates to specific issues. As a Catholic, you have the obligation to be correctly informed and normed by the teaching of the Church's magisterium. As for your feelings, they need to be educated by virtue so as to be in harmony with conscience's voice of truth. In this way, you will have a sound conscience, according to which you will feel guilty when you are guilty, and feel morally upright when you are morally upright. We should strive to avoid the two opposite extremes of a lax conscience and a scrupulous conscience. Meeting the obligation of continually attending to this formation of conscience will increase the likelihood that, in the actual operation or activity of conscience, you will act with a certain conscience, which clearly perceives that a given concrete action is a good action that was rightly done or should be done. Being correctly informed and certain in the actual operation of conscience is the goal of the continuing formation of conscience. Otherwise put, you should strive to avoid being incorrectly informed and doubtful in the actual judgment of conscience about a particular action or omission. You should never act on a doubtful conscience. Man, big words, but go read it. Go learn about it. Go pray about it. And this next one here, is it morally permissible to vote for all candidates of a single party? Now, I haven't gone through the voting booth. There, there isn't an option, I believe, in this one. Or maybe it's different in different polling places to, to vote straight party. Great. Awesome. Uh, this would depend on the, on the positions held by the candidates of a single party. If any one of them or more held positions that were opposed to the natural moral law, then it would not be morally permissible to vote for all candidates of this one party. Your, corre- your correctly informed conscience transcends the bounds of any one political party. So this third one here, I like this one here. If I think that a pro-abortion candidate will, on balance, do much more for the culture of life than a pro-life candidate, why may I not vote for the pro-abortion candidate? Wow, that's a good one. Again, I'm finding this on the EWTN's uh, website. Uh, I'm sure you just... Uh, look up uh, voting uh, as a Catholic, as a faithful Catholic. I want to say that. You'll find it. And the response to that is, if a political candidate supported abortion or any other moral evil, such as assisted suicide, euthanasia, for that matter, it would not be morally permissible for you to vote for that person. This is because in voting for such a person, you would become an accomplice in the moral evil at issue. For this reason, moral evils such as abortion, euthanasia, and assisted suicide are examples of a disqualifying issue. A disqualifying issue is one which is of such gravity and importance that it allows for no political maneuvering. It is an issue that strikes at the heart of the human person and is non-negotiable. A disqualifying issue is one of such enormity that by itself renders a candidate for office unacceptable regardless of his position on other matters. You must sacrifice your feelings on other issues because you know that you cannot participate in any way in an approval of a violent 
an evil violation of basic human rights. And I put it right there. I love that. Again, go look this document up. A candidate for office who supports abortion rights or any other moral evil has disqualified himself as a person that you can vote for. Read that again. A candidate for office who supports abortion rights or any other moral evil has disqualified himself as a person that you can vote for. Notice I'm not telling you specifically who to vote for. You can figure this part on your own based on what I'm sharing with you. You do not have to vote for, for a person because he is pro-life. Oops, you do not have to. But you may, have no, you may not vote for any candidate who supports for, uh, abortion rights. There you go. That, I want to make sure that's clear. Um, key to understanding the point above about disqualifying issues is the distinction between policy and moral principle. On the other hand, there can be a legitimate variety of approaches to accomplishing a morally acceptable goal. For example, in a society's effort to distribute the goods of healthcare to its citizens, there can be legitimate disagreement among citizens and political candidates alike as to whether this or that healthcare plan would most effectively accomplish society's goal. In the pursuit of the best possible policy or strategy, Technical as distinct, although not separate, from moral reason is operative. Technical reason is the kind of reasoning involved in arriving at the most efficient or effective result. On the other hand, no policy or strategy that is opposed to the moral principles of the natural law is morally acceptable. Thus, technical reason should always be subordinate to and normed by moral reason, the kind of reasoning that is the activity of conscience and that is based on the natural law. So I'm not going to go through the entire document, but again, it's the next question here, it has something like uh, number four. If I have strong feelings or opinions in favor of a particular candidate, even if he is pro-abortion, why may I not vote for him? If I may not vote for a pro-abortion candidate, then should it not also be true that I can't vote for a pro-capital punishment candidate? Again, you go through all this document and it picks it apart bit by bit. If I think a candidate who is pro-abortion has better ideas to serve the poor, and the pro-life candidate has bad ideas that will hurt the poor, why may I not vote for the candidate that has better ideas for serving the poor? Boy, this is, this is good meaty stuff. Uh, what if none of the candidates are completely pro-life? What, uh, what if all candidates from whom I have to choose from are poor, pro-abortion? Do I have to sustain, abstain from voting at all? What do I do? Again, look this up on uh, AWTN's website. Uh, I believe the new introduction to the document from the USCCB um, by, by Archbishop Nauman has a, a better, uh, not better, has further instruction on this. Um, but go look it up. Become a f- uh, well-formed and informed uh, Catholic Christian in this voting season, in this election, so that way you can be well well uh, equipped to make a good vote. Um, I, I didn't mention specifically who we're going to have on the air, but I'm going to mention it to you. I'm going to be connecting with Abby Johnson, who's going to be the uh, speaker, the keynote speaker, I should say, for the upcoming uh, A Woman's Haven benefit next, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, November 5th. Um, you can find out more information if you go to awomanshaven.eventbrite.com. You can register there for free. That's pretty cool. 
But uh, she's going to be my guest today after the break. We're going to take her all the way to the, the end of the show once we bring her on. But folks, don't go anywhere. Please, 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 if you've got a question, something you don't understand, ask. Ask somebody who's well-formed or seek out the resources. Go to catholic.com. Go to edw10.com. Uh, look at the resources that the USCCB at their website, usccb.org, have available for you. And if you've got a question, you're unsure, like I mentioned that first point, you, you, you know, your, your, your conscience is, is, is giving you a tug here and there, uh, send us an email. You can email us here at Guadalupe Radio in South and Central Texas. Pick your station, kjma at grnonline.com. Maybe you're in the KIVM listening area or KGWU, or maybe you're listening to KBMD there in the Marble Falls area. Just simply email kbmd at grnonline.com. It'll come to me. And I don't mind sharing these resources for, uh, you know, with you. Or maybe you got a friend or two or a family member that, that, that doesn't get it with, with how we should vote as a faithful Catholic, whether they're Catholic or not. Um, it's a good moral compass for you to, to form yourselves in all things uh, faithfully Catholic. Um, I'd love to share those resources with you. They, of course, quote different areas in the Catechism um, that will help you to do good and to avoid evil with your vote, which is a very, very powerful thing. We're going to take a, a quick break here, and we're going to come back with Abby Johnson. Uh, she's awesome. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, this is Father Eduardo Morales, pastor of Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Ovalde. And you're listening to Rise and Walk on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. As moms and dads, we have a natural and grace-filled desire to lay down our lives for our children, to provide for their emotional and physical needs as best we can. Moms, particularly, can tend to burn ourselves out for the children, right, ladies? Lunching on leftover mac and cheese, getting up five times a night, cleaning endlessly. How should parents live an ordered life? The first thing we need to remember is that there is no sacrament of parenthood. You receive the grace to be a parent through the sacrament of matrimony, through your marriage. This is how you will bring grace into your family, through celebrating your marriage. Putting your marriage first is the way to be a great parent. Dads, Sometimes you need to step in and remind your wife that she's first and foremost your beloved bride. It was God's order that you were first married, and from your love came the children. Remember, your marriage is the foundation of your family. For encouragement and tools to strengthen your marriage and family life, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. The Faith and Freedom Minute explores the intersection of our Catholic faith and modern American culture, offering insights to understand and navigate the divide between secular viewpoints and our Catholic principles. Brought to you by the Knights of Columbus, here's past State Deputy for Texas, Douglas Oldmixon. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development has issued a gender identity mandate on homeless shelters. 
including those operated by faith-based providers like Catholic Charities. HUD's mandate forces women in homeless shelters which receive any federal funding to share shower facilities, restrooms, and sleeping areas with biological men who identify as women. Victims of domestic violence often seek safe haven in shelters and should not have to give up their privacy or jeopardize their safety when they go to such a shelter. Shelters were offering and providing compassionate solutions long before this federal mandate. As Catholics and as Knights of Columbus, we call upon the President to direct HUD to cease coercing faith-based shelters to comply with the gender identity mandate. Will you join us? This has been the Knights of Columbus Faith and Freedom Minute. To learn more about the effective witness and practical works of the world's largest Catholic family organization, please visit our website at tkfc.org. That's tkofc.org. You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reyna. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion. I believe that the Ministry of Catholic Radio is one of the greatest tools we have in the church for evangelism today. I hear from people all over the world on a daily basis who have encountered Christ in the Catholic Church for the first time by listening to Catholic Radio. Please support the Ministry of Catholic Radio today. Support Guadalupe Radio Network. You've heard it said, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. So instead of letting your unused vehicle sit idle one more day, why not donate it to the Guadalupe Radio Network? Just call 1-866-628-2277 or come by grnonline.com and click on Donate Now. That's 1-866-628-2277 or come by grnonline.com and click Donate Now. Later model cars or trucks are greatly appreciated. Seize the day by calling 1-866-2277. Guadalupe Radio Network wants you to know to become the mother of the Savior, Mary was enriched by God with gifts appropriate to such a role. The angel Gabriel, at the moment of the Annunciation, salutes her as full of grace. In fact, in order for Mary to be able to give the free assent of her faith to the announcement of her vocation, it was necessary that she be wholly born by God's grace. Through the centuries, the church has become ever more aware that Mary, full of grace through God, was redeemed from the moment of her conception. That is what the dogma of the Immaculate Conception confesses. Paragraphs 490 and 491 in the Catechism. Read and learn more today in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. All right, folks, and we are joined now by Abby Johnson. Abby is a former Planned Parenthood director who, after seeing a live abortion, converted to being a, a leader in the pro-life community and has fought for the unborn ever since. She's a best-selling author of the book Unplanned, and her story was portrayed in the hit movie last year, of course, also called Unplanned. She's also the founder of And Then There Were None, which helps abortion workers leave the abortion industry and also Pro Love Ministries, which helps pregnant mothers in crisis across the country. Abby, 
will be the keynote speaker here in San Antonio on Thursday, November 5th at the Benefit Dinner for a Women's Haven Pregnancy Crisis Center, which serves over 3,000 women in need annually. And if you'd like to attend this free event, go to www.awomanshaven.eventbrite.com to register and get more information. So please join me in welcoming Abby Johnson to the show. Abby, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. All Thanks right. for having me on. Praise God, praise God. Uh, so I'd really like to dive into this to get your expertise on a few topics, but I'm wondering where you think in regards to the pro-life movement as a whole in this country, uh, what are some of the successes and what are the, uh, uh, some of the challenges that we face? I mean, today we have a huge success. <laughs> uh, you know, confirmation vote for Amy Coney Barrett onto the Supreme Court. Um, that's a, a huge, um, success that is, is, uh, coming today. Um, uh, you know, a huge challenge that we have is, uh, waking people up in this election. We have a lot of, uh, people who, you know, they say they're pro-life, but they're, they're voting for, uh, Joe Biden in this election. We have, unfortunately, a huge amount of Catholics who are who are voting for Joe Biden in this election, um, people who just don't seem to get the importance of uh, and the, the devastation of abortion in this country um, and are putting a lot of other things above um, the, the tragedy of abortion or they're comparing other issues to the tragedy of abortion and um, it's, it's like a lot of people, they just don't seem to understand the destruction. They don't seem to understand the devastation. And, um, and that's a, a huge challenge for us in, in the pro-life movement. Oh, wow. So no, uh, recently, EWTN aired a roundtable discussion with Father Pacwa, Father Spitzer, and Colin Donovan. And Father Pacwa made the convincing argument in opposition to those who say abortion should be allowed in the case of rape uh, and other uh, issues. But, but by asking, if the rapist is caught, would you hack off his arms and legs and then crush his head uh, as punishment? Of course not, as our country has laws against cruel and unusual punishment. How do you re- usually respond to people who claim there are situations that allow for abortion? Well, I mean, there, there's so many, so many ways to answer that. I mean, I think Father has a, a, a great answer um, to that. Um, but, you know, also we, we, we know that um, by research that there has been peer-reviewed research done um, in the field of, of psychology, um, some research done by uh, a woman named Dr. McCorn, She's done some significant research surrounding women who conceive in rape, and the um, the the different uh, outcomes that they choose, whether they choose abortion or they choose parenting or they choose adoption. And she's looked at the emotional toll that it has taken on these women; these different outcomes. And uh, what she has found is that women who place their children for adoption or women who choose to parent these children conceived in rape fare emotionally uh, significantly better than women who choose to abort these children. And that makes sense. She surmises that it's because the rape is a traumatic event in their life and that they are then re-victimized. They are re-traumatized by the abortion. 
Whereas women who choose to place their children for adoption or women who choose to parent these children, they find that the children are actually healing in their life. Um, They find great healing um, from giving birth to these children, that they are not reminded of their rapist at all. Um, that they they find joy, um, uh, a, a joy. It's, it's a it's a joyful event in their life, and and so, you know, if I am a person who says that I am pro woman, then how can I, in good conscience, then encourage her to make a decision that I know by statistical study is going to uh, hurt her emotionally? I can't do that. Um, so as, as someone who cares about women, I can't encourage her to make that choice. But as someone who also believes in the infinite dignity of every single human person at the moment of conception, I can't then consistently say that some babies have infinite dignity and worth at conception and some babies don't. Um, that doesn't make any sense. It's, it's inconsistent. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have more value because of how I was conceived. Um, you don't have more value because of how you were conceived. And children conceived in rape don't have less value because of how they were conceived. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, and there's absolutely no other scenario in history where we punish an innocent child because of the crime of their parent. And it doesn't make any sense for us to do it in in cases of rape. Amen. Totally agree. You know, I, I've been running to uh, seemingly more and more people that, uh, are, you know, my words, I deal with a lot of Catholics, uh, who don't seem to get it when it comes to the issue of life to the, the fullest extent. So I incorporate, you know, the, the whole adage, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that usually gives a better license to go deeper and ask uh, deeper questions. Uh, but what do you think when it comes to planting the right seeds and getting people to change their minds and see things differently? What are some of the things that you think need to be done on the local level, which are not already being done? Well, I mean, I I think, you know, definitely people need to support, you know, their local pregnancy resource centers. Um, uh, You know, we have to prepare ourselves for a post-Roe world. And we need to start living as though we are currently living in a post-Roe world. Um, We need to start preparing and living that way. Um, Because there will come a time, I believe, where Roe will be overturned. And we will see a time where I believe in the state of Texas um, and in many other states where abortion will no longer be legal and uh, legally available to women. And so are we ready? Are we ready to pick up the slack? I don't know that we are. I don't know that the church is ready. Um, I don't know that uh, we're ready as a community. And so we better get ready because there will be more women uh, than we currently have right now who are in need of resources, who are in need of safe housing, who are in need of uh, resources. And so we need to get our minds, we need to get our hearts, we need to get our homes, uh, we need to get our bank accounts um, ready, and we need to start supporting these organizations who already have boots on the ground, 
like a woman's haven, we need to get ready and we need to start supporting these organizations that are already out there doing the good work. Amen. Amen. I'm good friends with Eddie Perez, who of course is the CEO of a woman's haven. And he says that one of the mottos that they, that he learned from you was that there should never be a barrier to service. He basically said that whatever the crisis is that's going on with a woman, that makes her think that abortion is her only option. A woman's haven needs to solve that crisis, whether it's diapers, maternity clothes, paying a phone bill, finding a place for them to live, or even providing a car for them if necessary, which they did about a month ago uh, for a mother who desperately needed, was in need of a vehicle. Uh, do you find that most pregnancy centers across the country have that same kind of attitude? I think they're getting there. <laughs> um, I think they're getting there. Uh, you know, we're trying to help. I started a ministry uh, a year ago, uh, October of 2019, called Loveline. And it was, it was based on that premise that uh, a woman in crisis never he- needs to hear the word no. The more they hear the word nor, no, every time they hear the word no, they are going to inch one step closer into the door of the abortion clinic. And so I started the, the ministry love line as a crisis line. Uh, it's a case management line, a case management solution to uh, help women so that uh, they only hear yes from us. And what we do is uh, we partner with centers like a woman's haven who are ready to take on that case management model. So, you know, what we're doing is we are, you know, we're trying to take this case management model into pregnancy centers across the country. Thankfully, a woman's haven is already, they're already doing it. Um, and, and so we don't, we don't have to work on them, right? They're mm-hmm. already doing it. Um, but we're trying to take it into other centers across the country and saying, hey, look, this is working in other places. This is working in other centers. This is how we create a post-row world. Um, you know, diapers, ultrasounds, it just isn't cutting it in many women's lives anymore because that's really not what they need. Many times they need you to pay their phone bill. Many times they need you to pay their rent. They need safe housing. They need a car. Um, they need car insurance. Um, they need health care. They need things that we just haven't previously been providing or even been thinking about. So this is giving us an opportunity to do just that, to really be the church right, to be the solution. And so this case management model is really starting to take off, and uh, a woman's haven was, was really the first ones to, to jump on board with that um, and, and to start providing those services. Amen, amen. So you've come to speak at a woman's haven events uh, several times these past few years, and the crowd gets bigger and bigger and bigger uh, and seems to be a huge success. Tell us what you think. Uh, why you think it's important for the pro-life community to attend this coming event and support Women's Haven as they are on the front lines of helping these pregnant women in crisis here in San Antonio? Well, you know, they literally are on the front line. I mean, quite literally right across from uh, Planned Parenthood abortion facility, um, they are seeing women who have abortion appointments. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not just women who are, you know, considering abortion. These are women who have appointments at maybe a 10, 15 a.m. abortion appointment for the life of their baby to be snuffed out by abortion. Um, and they are grabbing these women, not literally, but uh, they are, you know, 
Um, not by force, but um, they are, you know, getting the attention of these women. They're getting them over into their facility. They are, uh, you know, they're loving them into a place where they choose life. And that's what we have to do. That's what this movement has to be about. They are, you know, they are, they are meeting them in a place where these women feel broken, where they feel like they have no other choice. Because, look, that, that's why the whole idea of being pro-choice is such a lie. Women aren't choosing abortions because they're, they're feeling empowered and making a choice. Women are, are choosing abortion because they feel like they have no other choice. And, you know, a woman's haven is able to literally, at that moment where this woman is walking in to have an abortion, they're able to say, hey, look, we have a better way. We have another way. Let us love you. Let us meet your needs. And, and we're going to help truly empower you to choose life. And so I encourage everybody in the area to come out. Um, find out about the amazing work that they're doing. You will leave feeling blessed, and, and you will want to support um, what's going on there right across the street um, from San Antonio's largest abortion facility. Yeah, oof. Amen. So for those Catholics who have yet to head to the voting booths uh, from, from now until November 3rd uh, that have been out there, what would you tell them to do to encourage all the voters to vote for life? You know, um, there are, there are, uh, I, I hear specifically from, and I am a Catholic, so um, I hear from Catholics, you know, they'll say, oh, but Abby, there's, you know, there's just a lot of the issues that we have to consider when we go um, to the polls. And I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> there's just not. There's just not. There is one issue that you need to consider when you go to the polls, and that is where does this president stand? Where do, where do any of the candidates stand on killing children in the womb? That's it. Because that will tell you their character on every other issue. That will tell you how they will treat every other marginalized group that they encounter because if they aren't willing to defend the most vulnerable the most marginalized in the womb and there's no one more marginalized there is no one more vulnerable than than our children in the womb then they won't they won't defend anyone else and uh, you know there are many issues and 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 you know I get it. There are many issues that everybody else thinks about. But as someone who has, who has quite literally held pieces of aborted babies in their hands, I can tell you there is no issue more destructive, more devastating than abortion in this country. There is no issue that kills more than a million innocent human lives in our nation alone more than abortion. There is nothing greater. There is nothing that should compel you when you go to the voting booth more than abortion, period. Now, people may not still understand uh, your history, 
because uh, I'm not sure the right words are to say you were on the other side, but uh, you were a director of a Planned Parenthood in uh, I think Bryan College Station area. What, for those who don't know, what did it for you? Um, I witnessed a live ultrasound-guided abortion procedure where I saw a 13-week-old baby fight and struggle for his life against the abortion instrument. Um, I saw this 13-week-old child um, become suctioned piece by piece into um, the suction container, into a glass jar. And um, I knew then that uh, there was life in the womb, there was humanity in the womb, and if those two things were true, then I knew that I was on the wrong side of this abortion debate, and I knew that I had to leave. Amen. Thank you for doing so. Thank you for seeing that, and we continue to pray for all those out there who who don't see it. And for those people that have heard today um, and, and been, been preached at about the, the life issues and that still don't get it, what do you think it'll take to convince uh, uh, the Catholics who still insist that the other issues are more important uh, than this life? I don't know. A good smack <laughs> on the head by God? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, we need bishops, uh, we need cardinals, we need, you know, everybody to start uh, speaking up about this issue. Um, I don't know what it's going to take, honestly. If they, if they aren't understanding it by now, I, I don't know. Uh, what it's going to take. I mean, um, there are there are core tenets of the Catholic Church. Abortion is is one of them. Um, and I'll tell you what's not. Uh, immigration's not. Um, when it comes to voting, immigration is not. Racism is not. Um, uh, healthcare is not. <laughs> uh, abortion is. Euthanasia is. Uh, core issues of life. Those are the core issues of of uh, voting when you go to the voting booth. And so, as Catholics, those are those are the things that we need to consider when we go and vote. And um, and and that's what we need. I mean, that's it's a hard truth, uh, but it's it's no harder than uh, watching a baby being torn apart in its mother's womb. And that's what I've seen. So people need to wake up, and they need to grow up. There's much bigger issues out there than what many Catholics are concerning themselves with today. Yeah, i got to say, when I watched Unplanned, as I heard, beat me up, Scotty. Boom. I, 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 I do get it, and I believe I can always do more and talk about taking a, a giant leap in our efforts, and my effort, personal effort, uh, uh, to help people get it with uh, the life issues. Uh, that one part of the movie, I don't want to spoil it for anybody else who hasn't seen it yet, but wow. Uh, thank you for going through uh, uh, what you did for to get the movie together for Unplanned, all the promotions, everything you've done for uh, Pro Love Ministry, and, and Then There Were None. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about And Then There Were None in these last few minutes we've got. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's a ministry that I started uh, about uh, eight years ago. We help abortion clinic workers leave the abortion industry. 
um, and help them find uh, new jobs and ultimately new life in Christ. We've helped uh, now about 600 workers uh, leave their jobs and um, seven full-time abortion doctors, and uh, it's been amazing to see uh, what God has done. We've helped close 22 abortion clinics. Uh, down, and because of the the work of these uh, former abortion workers, and um, God's been good. So yeah, that's what we do. People can find out more at abortionworker.com. Awesome, abortionworker.com. Any other websites we want to make sure you get out there that you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, if they want to find out more, if, if you are a, a center or an organization that wants to know more about our case management program, um, they can go to prolovedministries.com. ProLoveMinistries.com. Again, folks, uh, if you have yet to sign up, go to the event that's taking place next Thursday, November 5th, to benefit a Woman's Haven Pregnancy Crisis Center. The website is awomanshaven.eventbrite.com. Uh, again, Abby, I want to thank you for everything you, you, you've done, what you're currently doing, and, and keeping you in our prayers for all the wonderful work you're going to be doing in the future. Uh, keep, we'll keep you in our prayers. Thank Please you keep so us in yours. God bless you, Abby, and take care. See you next Thursday. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, folks, again, there you go. Uh, I'm sure many of you are going to take this and you're going to share it with your friends. I encourage you to take this show right now. If you're watching via Facebook, it's easy to do. Just click on the share button down here somewhere, uh, depending on what device you have, and then click on Start Watch Party. It lets all your friends know what you're doing. Uh, maybe some of your friends who don't realize that you've ever done this before. Don't be afraid. Uh, there's nothing that's going to tear them up, but it might just help to awaken them. Uh, and if they contact you or message them, because you can tell who jumps on, on your watch party, and uh, say, hey, did you, did you catch the show? What are your thoughts? And they may give you some fluff, or they might just say, what, what, what was that? How can I find out more information? Just simply tell them, watch it from the beginning. Listen to it. Share it with your friends. Trust me, you'll get a response. Some may not like it. Now you know who to pray for or pray a little extra hard for. Uh, but it is making a difference uh, the more you live out the faith, but you can't live and give what you don't have. So learn the faith. Learn what the Holy Mother Church teaches. Learn what the Catholic Church teaches about the life issues. Um, so that way you'll be a better formed and informed uh, Catholic when you go into the voting booth. Um, whether it be, is it mail-in or, or in person, get on out there. And I'm pretty sure this is, this is one thing that's hit a lot of people that didn't realize. You can't walk into the voting booth, at least in our area, uh, with your device. Yeah. So there's very, uh, several voters guides that are out there that you can print and walk in with to use as resources, but uh, you're not supposed to use your phone, so don't, don't do that. Uh, they may have even asked you to leave. Um, but uh, get on over to the website again, womanshaven.eventbrite.com. Register for the event. There's more information there. It's a, it's a free event. Of course, there will be an appeal. Uh, and we'd love to see you out there. Again, a woman's haven that serves, it looks like here, I'm reading the notes, uh, uh, over 3,000 women uh, in need annually. And i got to say from Julie and I's experience out at uh, one of the pregnancy uh, abortion facilities, I should call it, because uh, I, don't, I don't use the word clinic because I believe clinics are out there to help people. And I don't think... Uh, the work that Planned Parenthood does helps people. Don't get me wrong. If they've done a few things to help certain people out there with very minute, specific issues, praise God. But there's so many other crisis pregnancy centers out there. They outweigh them numbers-wise. I don't know, 10 to 1 or more. 
uh, in the area. Play, you can find help if you really need it. Uh, Planned Parenthood is not an area, is not a facility you need to go to. Just walk on over to a woman's haven or, or find some other resources. There are plenty available for you uh, out there. But Julie and I went out to pray in front of, um, I believe it was uh, the one on John Smith. Uh, the name escapes me. Alamo Reproductive Services, I believe. Whatever it is. Uh, and the experience we had there, again, got us to be more active in the pro-life uh, movement. So please, folks, get on out there. Uh, we're going to be ending today's show, but I do want to remind you that EW10 has many resources uh, for you. We're also going to be airing the show again. Uh, Mario, if you give me a quick uh, update on the show that Joe and Dave Palmer recorded for this, tell us when that's going to air. Uh, today at 5 o'clock, and then... Um, across all our stations, acro- correct? Across, across the whole network, across the whole Guadalupe Radio Network at 5 o'clock, and then uh, I believe we'll re-air it uh, several times during the week, and we'll put that on on, on Facebook and our, our social media page just to let everybody know. But um, but it's called uh, GRN Voting for Your Conscience with a special guest, Father Joseph Mary Wolf from EWTN. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So again, please pay attention. It's drive time. It's five o'clock. So if you're tuning in right now during lunch and you're going to be heading out, maybe you put on Facebook. Uh, you know, hey folks, catch today's show at five o'clock. Joe McLean, Dave Palmer, our GRN folks. Again, speaking with. Father Joseph Mary Wolf. So again, in two weeks, we'll be back with more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please, please, please get on out there and vote. God bless you, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. The Discalced Carmelite Nuns invite you to come visit their monastery for Holy Mass weekdays at 7 a.m. The nuns are a bilingual contemplative community dedicated to a life of unceasing prayer, a gift of loving service in and for the church and the world today. The monastery is located at 6301 Calabra Road at St. Joseph Way here in San Antonio. Visit them online at carmelsanantonio.org. Come experience the Carmelite Encounter. Mother Teresa said, let no one come to you without leaving better or happier. This is how we try to live our personal and professional lives. We're Rob and Camille DeMaio, proud sponsors of Guadalupe Radio here in San Antonio. Our team of realtors can help you through every step of buying or selling a home. For more information, call us at 210-488-1144 for real estate help in San Antonio and throughout the United States. Rob and Camille DeMaio, your real estate team. 210-488-1144. There will come a day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit catholicscomehome.org.
transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio on the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.